Boom, we made it. What's up, guys? We're back. Welcome back to a brand new episode. We finally made it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kicking It With The King, episode 212. It is November 1st, 2019. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, November 1st. October is officially over. We're in a new month, one month away from December. One month away from Christmas and one month away from 2020. But anyways, guys, welcome in. It's good to be back. I was a little nervous that I wasn't going to get in here soon. I know a lot of you were nervous as well. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. It's fight week. One of the biggest fight cards of the year is right around the corner. It's less than 48 hours away, less than 24 hours away. And I would have missed that for anything. There's nothing in the world that would keep me away from talking about it, showing my excitement and all that, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, it's real good to be back. Um, definitely had a long week, very busy, and uh, just, you know, had a lot of things to attend to on, on the side, outside of the podcast and stuff. And um, it was it just, you know, a lot to attend to, real busy week, real, you know, my first week back, if you remember what I said about uh, dropping that hot water on my foot, burning the fuck out of my foot. Uh, as of now, my foot is, is healed enough to where it's healed up, man. It's healing up very fast and like the skin layer, you know, everything's coming back and I'm able to walk. You know, that was the biggest thing, like the main part of my fucking foot that moved like you know the bending part of your hand and stuff like that official part i couldn't fucking move it was so hard to move i couldn't move couldn't fucking walk without extortion uh, extraordinary pain and it was one of the worst feelings i've ever had i mean i went to the mer- not emergency room but i went to urgent care i had some gotten some medicine as i have said if you guys know the story if, if not um then i guess you're gonna be entertained but um Um, but anyways, like I said, fast forward seven days. I missed a whole entire week of work. Uh, I come back. I came back this this recent Monday that just went by, and um, you know I, it hurt the first couple of days real bad, man. Like stinging, and I had it all wrapped up, I had it taped up, you know, I had it uh, free from any open air wounds because I do work outside and stuff occasionally, and I do things. I, I do walk a lot, and you know, I'm just very active. I'm an active person on my feet, and. Um, you know, like I said, that can be bad if you have an injury like that. And that and it was just keeping me sidelined for quite some time. So I was just kind of sitting around going crazy, man. Just not having anything to do. I'm sitting down. I lost weight. People are saying, oh, you lost weight. And so I'm like, oh, I was sitting down for the most of the time. But yeah, so my foot's doing better, actually. Um, still stings because it's all the skin is coming back. And it looks like, a, you know, there was dead skin. I don't want to gross anybody out. But, you know, like I said, my foot is doing better. I'm doing better. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 2. 12 let's begin this we got a stack show we got a lot to talk about it's time to hype you guys up it's time to get this train rolling folks but before we begin ladies and gentlemen you all know the drill same thing every show we are available on spotify iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you get your podcast that's the beauty of Anchor. You get 
your podcast everywhere. Anywhere you get your podcast, Kicking It With The King is available. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GTheKingMMA as well as following our podcast page at KWTKPod both on Instagram and Twitter. We're not too active on Instagram. We get on Twitter every other day. And that's the beauty of it, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's not waste any time here on this program, on this episode. UFC 244 is less than 24 hours away. We've got a monumental, historic main event and event, as you can say, between Jorge Gamebred Masvidal taking on Nate Diaz. 305 versus a 209 represent. It's a huge fight card. It's huge, man. This is the most talked about fight of 2019 by far. I've seen it everywhere. Buzz, everyone talking about it. People talking about being in attendance. Celebrities. The Rock is going to be wrapping the uh, the belt around the winner of the main event. Um, the President of the United States showing up. I mean, Jorge Masvidal has made this crazy meteoric rise, and it's awesome to see. It's well-deserved. And... Sorry, I can drink. Um, And, you know, he's going up against very tough, very durable, very talented Nate Diaz, who's coming off a monumental win over Anthony Pettis in his last fight. And now we've got this back-to-back Diaz, you know, fight camps. You know, Diaz... Wasn't fighting for quite some time. You know, he was on that long layoff after the second Connor fight. But now we're getting him back to back. And now we have a historic fight. And now the BMF title is on the line, motherfuckers. Can't wait. It's exciting. We're in exciting times. Like I said, there is no other way that I wasn't going to. There was no way I was going to miss this podcast. There was no way I was going to miss this episode. Or miss anything like that. So like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us. We are live. By the time you guys hear it, we won't be live. I originally taped a 30-minute segment earlier. I had a meeting earlier today. But then there was a lot of background noise. It was live. Uh, you know, I wasn't even in. I wasn't even in the comfort of my own home. I wasn't even in my uh, in my place of residence. So I just figured I'd delete it and we'd start fresh. I didn't really. I mean, it kind of covered everything. I didn't really talk too much, go too in depth. But I was kind of cold. My hands were fucking freezing, as you know. The weather has massively changed, um, and. You know, I just didn't feel comfortable releasing that part. I was going to do a part one and part two, but I'd rather just do one full part. And that's what we're doing right now. Um, as you guys know, like I said, I talked about my, I don't know if I talked about my foot healing up earlier. Um, yeah, but my foot is healing up. You know, I've been able to walk, progress, and, and do normal things like a normal human being. So that's good. Um, before we get off topic, let's get right back to it. Um, like I said, there's a lot of fights on that card. Um, a lot of stacked fights from top to bottom. I mean, Corey Anderson taking on Johnny Walker at light heavyweight. That could that could uh, amass the next contender for John Jones's belt if it's not Dominic Reyes. Um, we've got Blagoy Ivanov versus Derek Lewis. The return of one Derek Lewis. 
Um, Gregor Gillespie versus uh, Kevin Lee at lightweight. Kevin Lee's first fight at lightweight since dropping from 170 pounds and falling short to Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, who else is on the card? Why am I forget? I feel like I'm forgetting. Ah, co-main event. How could you fucking forget that one? Darren Till versus Kelvin Gaslam. Which was originally in shambles. Not a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen because of the fact that Till wasn't there during fight week. Well, wasn't here. He arrived late. You know, a lot of people speculated maybe he had trouble getting his visa. We posted on his Instagram that he well, in fact, would be here. And bad motherfucker arrives when he wants. So that fight is a go. A little bit of controversy here earlier on in the weigh-ins uh, for one Kelvin Gastelum. Did he put his elbow on his coach? Did he kind of use his coach as leverage to, you know, make that weight? You shouldn't even fucking have to do that stuff when it comes to making weight and all that. But that we're not talking about that, any of that stuff. We're talking about uh, this weekend. It's it's a monumental fight card. It's historic. Like I said, so many celebrities will be there. It's at Madison Square Garden of all arenas. You know, say what you want about New York, but, you know, this is a man monumental stacked card, and I'm excited for it. Um, so, like, a lot, a lot at stake, a lot goes into this. I mean, the fact that they're making a belt for this specific fight is badass, man. I, I really, I'm really, I, if you looked at Dana White's Twitter, you seen the unveiling of the BMF title, and um, it was pretty sick. My, my, my woman texted me, my baby girl, my wife. It's a date night tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday. Friday, November 1st. Cannot wait. But yeah, it's good to be back, man. I'm fucking excited. I was not going to miss this episode. I was not going to miss talking about the biggest fight card in UFC history. The biggest stacked card that there is. I pray to God that there's no duds or no shit fights on this one. This one is exciting. You know, a lot of good fights. Not, I was going to say a lot of great fights. But uh, let's go with uh, um, some updates before we actually get into talking about the card. I haven't actually, I didn't have a lineup, I didn't have a list, I didn't have anything today. Today was free-handed, today was, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, you know, just excited to talk about UFC 244, and just just everything that that, that is behind it, everything that has to do with it, it's all interesting. It's all it's it, it, a lot of stuff goes into it. A lot of high stakes in the main event. Um, oh shit! Mike Posner's on. I really want to do. Is Hold this on. Walk, and I'm not doing it. I put it off for five years. Wow. Because something always came up. I had an excuse each year. You know. Then I then I go out on the walk. Right. Oh, no, I was, I, I, I got, um, no, I got distracted for a second, um, <clears throat> anyways, like I said, I, I was looking at a picture, I caught it, uh, Nick Diaz, um, 
has arrived in New York City. A lot of people didn't know if he was going to show up, but at the end of the day, the Diaz brothers are in town. Let's fucking go. This is an exciting fight, man. It's a, it's a, it's a monumental fight, man. Between if you look at Gamebred and you look at Nate Diaz, man, they're literally two bad motherfuckers, dude. Say what you want about the losses. Say what you want about anything else, man. But these dudes are raw. Both men have been fighting for 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 plus years, man, and has a, have a massive reputation in the world of MMA and the world of combat sports. So, this should be for the bad mother, baddest motherfucker. I mean, it doesn't matter about weight classes and all that. It matters about respect. It matters about your legacy. I mean, it's at 170. And... You know, weight classes don't really matter in the, in this one. You know, it's it's a it's an interesting fight, man. Really interested. You know, stylistically from a breakdown. Um, you know, you're looking at the style of Masvidal. He he's a calculated striker. You know, he's he's very quick. He's very accurate. He's very precise. He has good knees. He has good um, punches. He has a lot of power at 170 pounds. He busts people up. I mean, knockout power in his left and right, as well as his uh, as well as his knees. I mean, obviously seen that. Um, we obviously seen that put put to display against uh, a Ben Askren, and um, you know, we know we know that Gamebred is here to fight, and that's that's a dangerous man. You know, he's a fighter. He's been fighting forever. I mean, he's calculated. He has one of the best teams ever behind an American top team. Um, and, you know, stylistically, one of the best coaches out there, too, Matt, um, Mike Brown. I mean, th- this isn't going to be a, a easy fight whatsoever. But da- Jorge Masvidal, I feel, has it dialed in. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, obviously Nate Diaz comes from uh, um, Stockton. He comes from a great camp as well, you know, a bad motherfucker camp, and you know he has a lot of great guys around him, a lot of great tra- training partners, you know, some solid people to train with, and um, you know, obviously, you know, Crone Gracie has obviously his brother, has uh, you know, <sighs> you know, just a lot of people. I mean, a lot of top tier people. I mean, AJ Agazarm, some. I mean, and and his trainers and his team, he's had the same team for this whole time he's been in the UFC and he's had ultimate success, man. He's trained with some real good guys and he's had some he has had massive success over uh, over the years in in the UFC. So I mean Jorge Masvidal, I mean, being an American top team, he has a huge coaching staff and a huge amount of different bodies to work with, a lot of different styles of fighters and you know, uh, you know a lot more if you really think about um, how much bodies there are. You know, game bread. Um, like I said, dude, it, it's a dangerous fight for both men. I mean, and Nate obviously looked good in his last fight. Um, you know, it, it's it's not like he he's out of any fights or anything like that. But Nate's Nate's a tough tough customer, and he's a hard guy to to put away. And he he just keeps coming forward, and you know he he. he he has, you know, great boxing, great jujitsu. Obviously, not too much of a wrestler, but you know, we've seen in the Pettis fight in his last fight. You know, he did use utilize the clinch. He did put Pettis up against the fence and, you know, make him uncomfortable in those positions. Will he take Masvidal down? I don't necessarily think so. I think it's going to be a stand up war. Um, 
if I, I mean, Nate's been boxing for, for years, man, and, and Masvidal's been fighting for years, and, you know, it, this is truly an exciting fight. I, I, I'm going to miss this one when it's gone, because it's such a great fight, and uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, thrilled that we get to, we get to sit here, we get to talk about such an interesting fight like this, because it's interesting, man. So, I mean, I think that uh, both these guys are, you know, uh, true veterans of the game. And, you know, obviously, like I said, there is weight classes. There is a champion at 170 pounds. No disrespect. But at the end of the day, is anybody talking about that? No, everyone's talking about the BMF title. Everyone's talking about Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. Everybody's talking about this, this title fight. Everybody's getting excited everybody's mentioning everyone's it's it's trending on twitter it's trending in the news everyone's talking about this kind of fight no one's talking about kamaru usman i mean it's a weight class but hey the ufc is the biggest mixed martial arts organization in the world and you know they're responsible for these kinds of fights big fights you know it's an entertainment industry and you know, the UFC puts together the most exciting fights that people want to see. The most stacked fights that people want to see. And, you know, like the Brock Lesnar's, like the Ronda Rousey's, like the Conor McGregor's. So, if anybody has a problem with this fight, which I've seen some stupid comments, you know, you guys go fuck yourselves, you don't understand the industry, and you don't understand the game. I completely understand what the UFC is doing, like I said, and you know the fact that they created this belt for Masvidal and Diaz. It's it, it's it's awesome in its own right. So, I think it's pretty badass. I I enjoy I enjoy this whole thing. I like the way the UFC uh, uh is operating. Excuse me, and you know under the <laughs> WME IMG, uh, William Morris Endeavor, um. Man, when the UFC got sold for $4 billion, was it really $4 billion, though? It's just crazy that the UFC was sold for that much, man. And, you know, now we get all these... People call them freak show fights. I used to refer to them as freak show fights, but we get amazing fights. It's a legitimate fight. It's just the fact that the BMF part looms over the top, which is some... Some short part of it, some people don't necessarily like or agree with the BMF part, but um, I can sympathize with it. It's something different. It's not the same. It's uh, it's not the same. It's not all general and boring and you know just different. It's not boring. That's the thing. So it it adds a little bit more of a interesting feel to the fight game. I enjoy it every step of the way. I mean, you got so many fights on this card. And, uh, you know, I can't wait. I mean, going on the co-main event, man. The Gaslam versus Till. And, you know, Gaslam's uh, return after the fight with Israel Adesanya. Phenomenal fight. Great fight. I thought Izzy won, but it was a phenomenal fight overall. Um, Darren Till's first fight at 185 pounds. We've seen this a lot. And a lot of these UFC fighters' careers and MMA fighters just overall, not just in the UFC, but overall, um, fighters moving up 
an away class because you know the weight making the weight at 170 pounds is just you know whatever weight class you're at it's, it's, it gets harder as you get older and you know depending on your body mass and your size and all that and till's a big dude i always thought till was a big 170 pounder man he looked like a he already looked like a 185 pounder when he fought get in the octagon i mean against cerrone he looked like a 185 pounder man so i mean he's respectfully making the right move up to 185 pounds he is coming off a couple of losses the more devastating loss has to be the um masvidal loss was his first uh knockout loss of his career and the the loss before that he was knocked down by tyron woodley and eventually submitted and you know, we've seen how that went and you know um, there's been a lot of questions behind Darren Till whether or not he was pushed too soon when it came to the, came to that title fight, but I'm not gonna agree nor disagree. I just think it's crazy. I just think it's a fight game, and I just think that's the generation that we're in. That's just a that's just the direction we're in in this era of the uh, of MMA. So it's like you see this next big star. Everyone's talking about him. Everybody's. Everybody's wanting this person to be the next big thing. And, um, you know, like I said, everyone, everyone talks about somebody and, or, you know, just praises them. Oh, this is this guy. What about this guy? This guy's the next champion. This girl's the next champion. This is the next big thing. Oh, God. blah, 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 blah. It hypes everything up. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you get pushed into things too quickly. Um, I mean, if I can say that, maybe I would have liked to see him fight a lot, a little bit more contenders before he got that shot against, Tyron Woodley at the time, and, you know, obviously the Masvidal fight, he did have success in that fight early on, but, you know, um, Masvidal kept catching him with that left, and then he ended up hitting him and catching him, you know, he, he would catch Till, and, you know, Till took a couple of those shots, but then it was final, you know, he, he that was a bad loss, too, so it's gonna be interesting to see how Till is coming off that first loss, our first knockout loss of his career, and um, you guys are very tough customer in form Kelvin Gaslam, man. Kelvin, Kelvin's just not a guy that's going to go anywhere. You can't hit him with anything. You're going to have to knock him out or submit him. No, you're going to have to knock him out, basically, in, in these kinds of fights. You know, he's a, he's a warrior. He comes forward. He um, you know, has fantastic boxing, has great chin, has heart for days, great wrestling, great scrambles, great jujitsu. And he can pose a problem. I said this earlier. I was like, it, it, Calvin Gaslam definitely ho can hold and pose a huge problem for Darren Till. And yeah, looking at Darren Till's Instagram, it looks like he's in phenomenal shape. It looks like as if he's, uh, you know, he's been training a lot. He has excellent Muay Thai, excellent kickboxing, and, you know, just overall excellent striking and has some wins over some legitimate opposition. I mean, Stephen Thompson, he has a win over him. I mean, Donald Cerrone, those are two legitimate, you know, contenders. And not, not, Cerrone, I mean, not so much because, you know, it's like you flip a coin when you're watching a guy like Cerrone fight. But if you look at, um, you know, the, the Wonder Boy fight, it was a great fight. You know, um, obviously he has a win over Wonder Boy. And Wonder Boy's on that card, too. I forgot to say that. He's fighting uh, Vicente Luque and... Um, Interesting, interesting fights, but um, as I was saying, you know, Till, I mean, t Till didn't really look as if he had a ground game when he fought Tyron Woodley. So I feel that if Kelvin's success 
would be Kelvin's not Kelvin's nasty punch as nasty punches and knockout power. But I don't know, just when Masvidal hits people, dude, it's just like with some serious bad intentions from back in the day, dude. It's like it's not it's like he hits you and tries to, you know, send your head somewhere else. His accuracy, everything he does. I mean, Kelvin, Kelvin is phenomenal. Has phenomenal footwork. Like I said, scrambled. I mean, if he initiated the clinch and tried to take Till down, how successful would he be? We get a chance to see Darren Till's takedown defense in this fight if it goes there, if necessary, and <coughs> if you, despite the size, despite the experience, despite anything, we saw Darren Till's submission game on display against Tyron Woodley. And it wasn't as good. So, if Kelvin does get to that position, I do feel that he might have a massive advantage. I don't know how much Till has been training in those specific areas. But if you look at those fights and you try to put it together, just try to spot some holes. Just try to have it to where you can be ready for anything. You could be ready to see anything that happens. I mean, Till could knock Kelvin out in the first round. I mean... That fight with, with Israel Adesanya, I mean, you never know how Kelvin's going to be coming off a loss like that. I mean, that, was, that was a bad loss. He took a lot of damage in that fight, and, you know, your chin goes away after a little bit of time. I'm not saying that Kelvin has had fights like that to where yeah, you have to be worried about him being able to take a shot, and same goes for Till. But, um, you know, just it, it's, it's going to be interesting because both these guys are coming off big losses, so... It's going to be definitely going to be a needle mover for that middleweight division. Um, Paulo Costa, by the way, is, uh, you know, having bicep surgery and, you know, the talk. We'll talk about this in a second or later on. Um, Israel Adesanya is, um, you know, in talks to fight Yoel Romero. So I was going to say that this Till versus Gaslam fight could be the, you know, the next fight for Israel, this could be the next fight for the number one contender spot, all respects to Derek Cannonier as well, we'll see how he fits in the mix as well with that, and um, just, it's interesting, because, you know, he, uh, he missed weight, uh, what is his name, Jared Cannonier missed weight on his attempt to weigh in, but he, he missed weight, how crazy is that, and he was, he was going to be a backup alternate for, um, Gaslam versus Till if Darren wasn't had Darren wasn't able to had made it but Darren did make it um and you know they all they all made weight and a couple people I think a couple people missed weight today but um I don't really give a fuck about the weight stuff and um so like I said it's an interesting fight man because Darren Till brings a lot of dangerous uh tools to to it he also has nasty Muay Thai he has nasty elbows on the feet definitely can't hurt people he's got to protect himself he's got to watch out for the bombs that Kelvin brings you know Kelvin has some fast hands he explodes when he punches and you know he's a hard guy to put away you have to really you have to really fight a fight when you're fighting a guy like Kelvin man it's a it's a tough fight Kelvin was winner of the ultimate fighter and you know has made his staple as a as a dangerous competitor. I mean, his win his knockouts over Vitor Belfort, Tim Kennedy, um, Michael Bisping. I mean, dude, Kelvin is a gamer, man. He fights people. He hurts them with your punt with punches. And um, hold on. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my pants. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, Kelvin, Kelvin is very experienced, very seasoned, and very dangerous. So it's going to be an interesting fight for Till, um, especially because it's his first fight at 185 pounds. So not only will I want to see how the fight is, I want to see how his body responds and you know how his cardio is and everything else uh, under the sun because uh, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's going to be a fun fight, interesting fight. I'm glad, thank God, that Darren Till made it. And... Um, we got an exciting fight on our hands. Another exciting fight. Let me give me give me one second. Um, another exciting fight. And talk about title implications is a fight between Corey Anderson and Johnny Walker. You know this will this fight definitely will. You know create a contender potential contenders for John Jones if it's not um what is it uh if it's not uh why the fuck am I losing my fucking train of thought if it's not um if it's not uh what's his name Dominic Reyes it's going to be a winner of one of these two. And um, Walker, Johnny Walker, brings a lot of exciting promise. And brings a lot of uh, hype. has a lot of hype behind him. He has a lot of uh, promise behind him. Superstardom. Fan friendly, fan favorite, flying knee knockouts, knockouts in the clinch. Very talented. I mean, he's a nasty striker, dude. He's 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 nasty. He's accurate. A lot of people have tied him to John Jones for so long. Somebody that everyone wants to see fight John, as well as me. I try to create and think about the landscape of. Uh, the landscape of um, the light heavyweight division, excuse me, and uh, just thinking of people that I think can beat John, or not that can beat John, that people that can um, you know contend with them, because you know when John wipes everybody out of the division and stuff, it's hard for you to think about the potential people that could fight and could be successful. But, you know, when, when it comes to mine, you know, Johnny Walker and, and, you know, you look at the light heavyweight division right now, there's a lot of, there's like some people, former fighters at middle, from middleweight moving up to light heavyweight, you know, Jacare, um, and, uh, um, who else? And Jock, I mean, I don't really, I don't give a fuck. Jacare moved up, I mean, you got Chris Weidman there now, Luke Rockhold moved up, but, you know, both those guys didn't have successful debuts at all, but, um, I mean, we people have moved up. I mean, you got um, Jacare versus uh, Misha Serkunov. Oh, not Misha Serkunov. Jacare versus uh, Jan Blahovic. Jan Blahovic in the mix, too. I don't know why I got him mixed. I was thinking of Misha Serkunov because of Johnny Walker's KO over him. So it's uh, interesting because this will be Walker's real, real test. 
Corey Anderson is no tough customer. I mean, Corey Anderson is one tough customer. <laughs> Excuse me, man. <laughs> Corey Anderson is one tough customer. And, uh, you know, he, he, he poses a huge problem for him. And, you know, he's not the most flashiest guy. He doesn't have highlight real knockouts or anything. I mean, he did to win the Ultimate Fighter, but he didn't, hasn't had those as of late. He, he's a great technical fighter. And, um, you know, he has all, great skills, great wrestling, great power in his hands, and great scrambles and great jujitsu. I mean, the way he, way he get, gets on you and doesn't, he's like glue, he sticks to you. And, you know, he has a great coaching staff as well. And great, great, uh, great teammates as well. I mean, you got guys like Marlon Marias, you got Frankie Edgar there, you got Eddie Alvarez. I mean, all these top-tier dudes all in one gym. I mean, at the top of it, it's Mark Henry. Man. Like I said, Mark Henry, led by Mark Henry, should be. And, um... It's just, it's an interesting fight because it's like Corey doesn't have all that crazy knockout power or he's even like a, a needle mover like, oh my God, let's see him fight so-and-so. Let's see him fight this guy. He just quietly, slowly, but surely worked his way up. Now that wasn't a knock on him. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, he is a fighter. He's a true fighter. He doesn't give a fuck about the trash talk. He doesn't care about any of that other stuff. He, he comes in and he fights and he does what he needs to do gets in and gets out, wins, and, you know, provides for his family, you know, all respect to him, it just, you know, the way the UFC operates, the way this new organization, you know, WME, IMG, you know, this guy's not going to get a title shot, even with the win, but on the other side of Johnny Walker, that's the side that's going to get the title shot, if successful, if, if flashy as he is, normally is, if he is successful the way he usually has been in his last couple fights, you know, winning fights in spectacular fashion, that will pose, uh, uh, that, that will give the UFC more leverage on deciding on who should they should approach for the next shot at John Jones. Interesting. You know, I think they're waiting to see what happens with this fight. All respects to Dominic Reyes. He had a great win too, but, you know, for Walker to win impressively over a guy who's on a winning streak like Corey Anderson, top tier guy at 100 and or 205 pounds. I think that's more promising rather than a guy who's one and four in his last four in the form of Chris Weidman. Dominic Reyes beat Chris Weidman in impressive fashion a couple weeks ago, but still, that's not enough to warrant a title shot in my opinion. And considering that before that he he got a questionable victory over Volkan Ozdemir so fuck that guy it's all about uh, this fight between Corey Anderson and Johnny Walker I mean if Corey Anderson wins again then you know that will spell the ending for Johnny Walker not not literally the ending for title talks for now it'll close the, the door of title talks for right now but it doesn't mean it's closed for good it just shows you how good Corey Anderson is. Now, I don't know what will happen. I don't know if Corey's going to get the shot right away. If he did beat, beat him. Or anything like that. Or what would go on. But, um... It'd be less impactful if Corey won versus Johnny Walker. Realistically. I, I don't mean to say it like that. But that's just the truth. And I just call it how I see it. So, uh... 
that's a great fight, man. I can't wait to see that one. Um, Gregor Gillespie versus Kevin Lee. <laughs> Grappler's Fest. Kevin Lee's a wrestler. Obviously has great stand-up as well. And, you know, great re- takedowns, great jujitsu, And Gregor Gillespie has been talked about for quite some time. And just a lot of promise and a lot of praise and a lot of fucking hype behind him. And, I mean, best wrestler in MMA, best fisherman in MMA. Interesting guy. I mean, um, has definitely, uh, definitely has, a you know, some serious hype behind him. And, um... I'm trying to look at it. Where is it? I'm gonna, let me pull up his Instagram. Let me look at it. But, you know, he kind of reminds you of Stipe a little bit. But, yeah, he he, he, he seriously has been, uh, you know, touted as the, the, the guy to beat Khabib. He, people think of him as the guy to beat Khabib because of his his phenomenal wrestling. And for people to say that, I've heard top people say that shit about him. And uh, it just it's crazy. Like, just I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of people. There hasn't been too many people. That I think uh, there hasn't been too many people that have said that can they can beat Khabib. Like, like there's nobody that openly says, "Oh, I can beat Khabib." Like, oh, you're gonna sound stupid if you say that, and we all know that you can't. Idiots. So, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, see this fight, because if, if he is, sorry, I'm getting distracted, I'm just looking at Instagram. Um, like I said, oh, fuck. what is it? It's cold as fuck in here, honestly. Um, Gregor has some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. Best chain wrestling. And, you know, a phenomenal grappler. Now that, that's one of the fights I really want to see, but realistically, how close is he to a title shot? I don't know. He has to get past Kevin Lee first. And if he gets past Kevin Lee, I don't necessarily know. I mean, there's a long list of people ahead of him. But, you know, if he hasn't another impressive showing, he's one of those highly kept secrets of the MMA world that, you know, could be a potential problem for Khabib later on down the line. Maybe he has to campaign. He's a quiet guy. He, he works hard in silence and... You know, just it's interesting. It's a lot of interesting fights on this card, and you know, I can't wait for all of them. Especially the return of Derek Lewis versus Blagoy Ivanov. You know, my balls was hot and stuff. You know, it's interesting <laughs> hearing him say that and all those things. And so it's good to see Derek Lewis come back. Um, like I said, Stephen Thompson returning against Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque having that fight with uh, 
Brian Barberina, I mean, fight a night worthy. I mean, it's fight of the night because both of them are tagging each other. And, you know, I think Vicente Luque is talented and stuff. No, no, no doubt about it. But, dude, he's going up against a real good guy in the form of Stephen Thompson, man. I think Stephen Thompson wipes the floor with him. So, uh, let's get to, let's get on to fight picks, ladies and gentlemen, since that, I mean, I just openly said that, because I just don't think a guy that gets hit as much as Luke has, and how, how talented he is, I just don't think that, that he, I just don't think that he, he is, uh, I don't know, like, not worthy, but I'm not saying that he's not worthy, I just think that Steven has so much more tools, and Steven doesn't get hit, he doesn't engage in those kinds of battles, those fight of the night battles, oh, hit me, I hit you two times, hit me, I hit you two times, no, it doesn't work like that, man, it's just, it's different, Gregor Gillespie is the only undefeated person on this main card, but obviously, like I said, he's undefeated for a reason. Like, Ola Ivanov has two losses. Johnny Walker has three losses. Uh, Darren Till has two. And Corey Anderson has four. Kelvin has four. Steven has four. Kevin Lee has five. Mm. Phenomenal fights, man. I can't wait to see what happens. So, let's skip on over to fight picks, ladies and gentlemen, in the main event. Oh, my God. This one's fucking hard to fucking predict. I don't know, man. I'm not going to pick one for the main event. It's the people's main event. I'm going to go with uh, the co-main event. Though. I'm going to skip the main event. I'm going to go to the the co-main event. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Darren Till. No, 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 no. Actually, no. No, no, no. Scratch that shit. I'm going with Kelvin Gaston by uh, Rear Naked Choke. Round two. Steven Thompson beats defense, defense, Vicente Luque by unanimous decision. I said defense. <laughs> okay, so Steven Thompson, I'm picking out point Vicente Luque by unanimous decision. I think the striking overall, his distance control, his movement, his, his in and out, his blitz, his karate style, just it's just it's a hard style to prepare for, man. It's, it's a hard fight. It's a hard uh it's hard, I mean, especially because he was beating Anthony Pettis, and then, you know, now he's coming off of his first knockout loss of his entire life, and, you know, I don't think that necessarily will, he'll shy away from anything because of how long it's been since then, but, you know, it's an interesting fight, I can't wait for that one, uh, I'm going with Johnny Walker to upset Corey Anderson by knockout, flying knee, just kidding, I think he's gonna knock him out though, I think Johnny Walker can knock him out, I don't think Corey Anderson has an answer for what what Johnny Walker brings to the table, um, Derek Lewis versus Blagoy Ivanov, I think Derek Lewis knocks Blagoy Ivanov out, I don't think Blagoy has felt that kind of power that Derek Lewis brings to the table, so like I said, Maz, uh, no, never mind, never mind, never mind, shut up, shut up. So I'm going with Kelvin Gaslam, I'm going with Stephen Thompson, I'm going with Johnny Walker, I'm going with Derek Lewis, and I'm going with Gregor Gillespie in um, at 170, uh, 155 pounds against Kevin Lee. It's a dangerous fight, but you know I think that if Gregor is committed to wrestling and stuff as much as he really is, then that's going to be a really interesting fight. Definitely going to be an interesting fight card. But, um... Dude, the fact that Darren Till... Darren Till has Paige Van Zant tattooed on his arm. That's so fucking funny. I always forget about that. That's so funny. 
but yeah, I mean, other than that, man, I really have nothing else left, it's cold as fuck, and I'm looking to get back in the bed and lay down, because it's fucking cold as hell, bro, but, uh, anyways, guys, I think that's it, I mean, we've been on for a little bit of time already, but, uh, yeah, so I think that's it, and other than that, I'm super fucking excited for these fights, I'm super excited for the weigh-ins later on, and, um, I'm just ready for everything, man. It's going to be an interesting fight. Interesting fight card. Um, you know, highly praised. I mean, the president's going to be there. The Rock is going to present the fucking belt. How fucking excited is that, ladies and gentlemen? How exciting is that, you motherfucking bitches? That shit's exciting. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, that is it for us today. You can follow us on... Uh, follow me. Oh, follow us if you want to consider us a cult or a family. Follow me on Twitter at G the King MMA and Instagram at G the King MMA, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez. I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this show. Exciting fucking times. I cannot wait. Post show is definitely going to come up following the fights tomorrow night. I can't wait for that. Like I said, this is Gabriel Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. We are available one more time on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the other major podcast providers. Kicking It With The King episodes are available. We're all available. All our episodes are free. Every single episode that I've done since being with Anchor, since just the same feed, we've all been we're all here. We're everything everything on my uh, feed is available. All my post shows, all the regular episodes, we're all available here. Um, like, share, rate, review. All we've got is five-star reviews and one little one-star. Whoever wrote that one-star, you're, you're a little bitch. Go fuck yourself, you little fucking bitch. <laughs> but anyways, like I said, I appreciate you guys for tuning in for this episode of Kicking It With The King. Like I said, enjoy the fights. Enjoy your weekend. It's Friday night. Let's all get fucked up together, ladies and gentlemen. October, or November 1st, 2019. This is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. G, the king, out. We'll see you on the post show, ladies and gentlemen.